Based on some of the tax records we've obtained, the American money adds up to millions of dollars, much of it funneled to Canadian environmental groups, often through another like-minded U.S. charity called the Tides Foundation. It's hypocritical that the funders from the United States who made their fortune in oil and gas now send money into Canada to shut down Canadian oil and gas. That is a scene from Over the Barrel. This is a new documentary that uh, exposes a foreign-funded activism that's nearly destroyed our energy industry. And it's a really big reason why there's over 100,000 Albertans now out of work and rightfully lashing out. Because today, um, activism's not just a fight. It is an actual industry. And it's rather well-fueled. And it's been attacking Alberta for well over a decade. And so when Greta Thunberg all of a sudden appeared... The woman behind Over a Barrel rightfully decided, yes, it's time to turn her focus to Greta, the global sensation, and follow the dollar to find out if this crusade is also fueled by foreign actors. Vivian Krauss is a Vancouver researcher, writer, founder of Fair Questions, and now a documentary filmmaker with Shane Fennessy. Congratulations on the documentary, Vivian, and of course I know it's available um, to, to our listeners online right now. But take us through why it is you think we should watch Greta. First of all, thanks for having me on the show. Um, you know, Greta, I mean, I think it's always important to give credit where credit's due, especially to people that you disagree with. You know, if you can try and be objective and say, okay, well, where's the good here? And, you know, if there's things that we disagree with and we want to criticize, fine, but, you know, what, what's the positive? So for starters, I mean, I, I think she's an extraordinary young woman who's had the courage to take an awful lot of flack. And um, kind of stand her ground with her views. You know, you can disagree with them, but um, I think it's pretty impressive the communication skills she's got and, and, frankly, the way she's made people think. But I think it's important to know, though, that she's not exactly um, on her own. Um, you know, if you do a little bit of Googling, it's pretty easy for anybody to find out that, um, you know, actually maybe do a little Googling with a Swedish Google translator. <laughs> but, um, you know, what I, here's what I found. So I found that um, the very first day that she did her little sit-in sit outside the Swedish Parliament, I mean, I looked at that photograph, the famous photograph of her sitting there on day one. And I thought, well, that's not a selfie. So who took the photo? You know, who's helping her? Is it her parents, her sister, or her friends? You know, what's going on here? And if you look at the photo, I mean, it's, it, it, to me, I looked at it, I thought, well, this is taken by a professional photographer. Who was it? And, and what's this part of? And sure enough, I found on Twitter a woman who, yeah, she claims that, she, in fact, she says a guy named Abrahamson was the professional photographer. So I went looking, and what else did I find? Well, I find that on the very first date that she sat there all by herself, she got in on two Swedish newspapers covered her story. And within four days, she had a web page at the World Wildlife Fund. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that was from August the 20th to the 7th of September. By the 7th of September, there's a BBC special on her in English. Okay. And two days after that, she shows up in the Twitter feed of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Of course, she's, you know, came, mm -hmm. to, came to Edmonton in Schwarzenegger's um, uh, Tesla. Okay, so right, we know that right from the very beginning, she had ties with, um, you know, somebody was helping her get in the media because that just doesn't happen. You know, mm -hmm. the BBC just doesn't do a beautiful, a beautiful little almost an infomercial on you. Um, 
that just doesn't come out of thin air. So it turns out that, in fact, she was part of an organization or, or was some sort of an uh, affiliation with an organization called We Don't Have Time. And, um, you know, she's done a whole Facebook page where, because I guess what happened is in the UK, somebody did a little digging and found out that, you know, in fact, she's part of this organization called We Don't Have Time, which, yeah, they're all about climate, but, but there's more to it than that. They're also about creating markets mm-hmm. for things that are low carbon, even things like a low carbon airline, for example, you right. know. Yep. Uh, so there, there's, more, there's more to it than just, you know, one child um, all by herself. Well, that's generally, I think, the feeling in environmental causes, and it's not the only one. It's a very emotional cause. People get brought into it, you know, on the images of animals suffering or, or the, the environment being destroyed. But not a lot of thought is given, OK, who is behind this? And it's not always good intentioned people. In the case of the Alberta oil sands, a lot of foreign money, 600 million, as you have discovered, um, you know, to destroy this industry. And we're very well, much seeing the consequences. Yeah, that 600 million figure, though, that is not uh, targeted exclusively at the oil and gas industry. 600 million is what I've traced coming in, most of it, actually, going to these large conservation initiatives, the Great Bear Rainforest, the Canadian Boreal Initiative, and to a much lesser extent, Yellowstone to Yukon. Of course, though, you know, it's obvious in hindsight that the, the, the reason the Rockefellers pushed for the very arbitrary definition of where's the Great Bear Rainforest is because that was the roadblock. You know, it's now an obstacle to trade. You can't get any tankers through there because it's supposedly this um, area that shouldn't be, shouldn't be touched. So mm-hmm. we, that's one of the unanswered questions is to what extent was the Great Bear Rainforest created as part of an effort to, to landlock Canadian crude, keep Canada out of the global oil market? Right. And, and they've done a very good job of that. And that's why you're seeing the anger in Alberta. And I think there's a, a bit of a disconnect here in the East, because I think a lot of people say, why are they so angry? Because that's because they've been on a tra- under attack for so long now and the damage has been so severe. So Greta will be again at a climate rally in Canada tomorrow in Vancouver. Um, and then, of course, after that, there's this lawsuit being launched, launched by a 12 a number of, of young uh, kids claiming that they're disproportionately suffering the effects of climate change. And, of course, you look at who's backing it, and it's the David Suzuki Foundation. So it's like they're creating this whole new generation of activism. And I feel, in a lot of ways, that they're preying on these young people because they're terrified. Oh, they are. It, it's, it's, it's absolutely awful, you know, to hear stories of, you know, children waking up with nightmares, can't sleep because they're worried that, you know, the planet's burning up. And, you know, I think... I think it's always important, like I said earlier, you know, give credit where credit's due. You know, give a point, take a point. You know, we, we are using a 1,000 barrels of oil every second. Mm-hmm. It's an enormous amount of oil. And personally, I think it's too much too fast. I'm concerned about the environmental impacts of it. I'm also concerned about the geopolitics of oil. You know, and the, 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 the reality is that we can't talk about the, the West doesn't want to talk about any of the human rights issues, the women's rights issues, for example, in the Middle East. Why? Because no one wants to annoy Saudi Arabia, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more to it than, than, than sort of what meets the, the eye on a, on a superficial level. And I think what we need to do is environmental activism needs to get back to protecting the environment. And the trouble is that some of the, the, the subcomponents of this movement, you know, for example, the idea of, of benching Canada out of the global oil market, it won't do anything, won't accomplish anything towards mitigating the real issues, you know. That's the, that's the thing.
you know, the last 10 years, while there's been this massive campaign to landlock Canadian crude, global oil production has gone from 85 to more than 100 barrels a day. So it hasn't kept any barrels of oil in the ground. It's just shifted production, shifted tens of billions, if not more than $100 billion away from Canada and into the United States where the oil industry is booming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I know you've got to catch a flight, so I'll just quickly get this last one in. Um, But look, you know we are in for a big fight because Trans Mountain is a big part of the conversation right now. Justin Trudeau says he's going to get it done, but he's going to be met with a lot of backlash, including probably from Greta and that whole movement. Where do you see this thing going? I'd like to see the Prime Minister come to Burnaby, go to Simon Fraser University, and I'd like to see him at protests and explain to the protesters. I'd like to see, I'd like to hear the Prime Minister say the name Rockefeller. I'd like to hear the Prime Minister tell Canadians that part of the reason that we have all this fuss over the pipelines is because a controversy has been deliberately manufactured. The Prime Minister needs to tell that to Canadians. The Prime Minister needs to explain this. And if he won't, then someone else needs to. Yeah, I'm not so sure if Mr. Butts is in the office that that message is going to be declared. But uh, I thank you for joining me because I know you're very, very busy. But congratulations on the documentary. I know that it's online being offered for free until October 31st. Well, thanks so much. And I appreciate it. Delighted to be on your show. Always a pleasure. That is Vivian Krauss. And of course, the uh, documentary is called Over a Barrel. It's about 32, 33 minutes long. If you want to learn about the the money behind the movement and the damage and all the caught, look, it's all there. It's all laid out. This is about... Uh, it's over a decade of research, decade of work for uh, Ms. Krauss, but it's all there. If you actually want to find out about this issue, it's all there online on YouTube as well as Facebook. So it's called Over a Barrel, and you can get that for free until October 31st.